0: Hi, Carrie here. Uh, every morning, I read your comments. Um, the, the video comes up at seven o'clock my time. By eight o'clock, I'm looking at your comments and seeing what your thoughts are relative to the videos I put out. And a lot of them are very supportive. And But then there's some that ask some legitimate questions that I need to respond to. And Lucy asked a question. She said, Uh, It was all about genomics and now about the metaverse. What about December of 2021? That's a legitimate question. Lucy, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in December of 21. I think we're at uh, November 29th. So what I thought I would do was give some, uh, some thought to it and then share my thoughts with you. The first thing I do though always is look at the big picture. And that's this chart here and Jack'll put it up for you. It's what I call the big picture. And I used to do this against the S&P 500, but recently I moved it to the to the Nasdaq because where I'm investing and that is in the metaverse, the supply chain and uh, genome sequencing and genome editing that's all in, in the NASDAQ. So that's what I want to look at. And, and so look at this chart, and you'll see what I kind of focus on is the movement of the NASDAQ relative to the debt that our nation takes on, because that debt is, in, is is a good measure of the amount of money that's out there to support whatever. And, and one of the supports is the stock market, because I believe that money has to go somewhere. It, it it doesn't evaporate. It It goes through somebody's hands and it becomes food and a roof over their head. But then it trickles down further and further until it ends up in someone's pocket who doesn't need it, who doesn't need it for food and roof over their head and their current lifestyle. So they invest it. And that then drives the markets, the, where they invest it, where you invest your extra dollars. And I can see from this chart that there is a direct correlation. And in past history, when the, the, the price of the stocks in the NASDAQ get above that liquidity line, that uh, blue line there, it comes down and comes back into closer relationship. And as you can see right now, it's totally out of touch with it. Uh, And this is in great part, as I believe, because of the tremendous amount of money that our treasury has pumped into our, our society, our economy, uh, since 2020, since the coronavirus, and it isn't slowing down. But I believe it will eventually come back and correct. But let's get back to Lucy's question. What, what, so that, that would indicate there's going to be a, a correction, a, a, a readjustment. But let's get back to Lucy's question, and that is December of 2021. So what I thought I would do is I subscribe to The Wall Street Journal I have a digital copy of it. So I went to the Wall Street Journal and I said, OK, based on what, I, what they're telling me today and the stories that they're writing, what would be the indications for an up market through January the 1st and a down market for January 1st? So what I did was create a sheet of uh, a T with the up reasons and the down reasons, uh, I came up with seven reasons that the market should go down between now and, and January the 1st and I came up with three reasons why I believe maybe the market will go up in between now and January the 20 or January the 1st and that's what I want to cover in this video and just lay it out there that I don't have a crystal ball but I'll share with you my beliefs why it will go up between now and the first of the year, and why it will go down. This is not financial blight advice. Please don't take it as financial because I'm not your financial advisor. I'm here only to share my information, my knowledge, my experience, and maybe to entertain you a bit. But I'll be right back after I cover my butt. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, why is it down? Well, why was it down last Friday? It was down because of the uh, Omicron variant, variant, uh, the new uh, variant of the COVID virus that showed up in Africa granted, it was in South, South Africa, and it was only 100 cases. But I did also hear that 64 of them were on an airplane going to Norway. Uh, when they, they got off, they weren't sure it was that virant or it was the other. But it, it it just threw fear into the market. And, mar- and the, the market doesn't respond well to fear, particularly before a holiday and particularly when it's a Friday after Thanksgiving and it's kind of a low trading day. Uh, there's not a lot, there's a lot of people who weren't there. Uh, so we had a a a big hit down. But that is a negative effect on the stock market. And will it continue? I would suspect it will. Because the news will be filled with it every day between now and January the first, so that will be a negative weight on the stock market. Add to that inflation. I mean, uh, we drove back from the beach yesterday, and I couldn't believe the the price difference in the last month in in the cost of gasoline. Um, so that you know, it made my trip. Uh, my, uh, uh, it took my gas tank fill up from roughly thirty dollars to sixty dollars. Uh, so that inflation is is a problem. Labor shortage. Uh, there were some restaurants down there on the beach, even on the Thanksgiving week re- weekend, that weren't open because they couldn't get enough labor to to serve their customers, uh, or they cut down their hours. So that is a reason. If you don't have the labor, if you don't have the truck drivers, if if you don't have the the warehouse workers, if you don't have the restaurant workers, well, you aren't generating income. So therefore, your, your value of your stock is going to go down. Um, is the market overvalued? Yeah. Yeah, there are some stocks that have some outrageous pe ratios based upon their current earnings and even their projected earnings the fed is tapering the fed is ta- saying that each month they're going to they're going to cut down the amount of bonds and, and stocks that they buy at the tune of roughly uh 15 billion dollars per month that would say by july of of next year, they won't be buying. They won't be p- adding liquidity to the market like they have been. Now th- that's short. That's July, but we're talking about to January. But still, they're cutting back, and they're sharing the information with the market that we're cutting back. Be aware, we're cutting back, so the liquidity will slow down. I just saw a thing where the United States is arming Guam. We are putting up missile defense systems as fast as we can by order of the Defense Department to in Guam to defend ourselves from the growing missile and uh, nuclear power called China, and uh, some to North Korea. Now, we still have about 4,000 nuclear missiles to China's 350, but I see that could create fear. And that was on the, on the, the Wall Street Journal today. So those are those are the factors that I would say, um, what is it? Lucy, uh, why the market will probably go down between now and January 1st. Now why will why on the other side would I think the market will go up? Well, I believe there is just even more and more enthusiasm in a broader enthusiasm currently around the EV market. More and more companies are coming out and showing us their entries into the EV market and their commitment. To convert from gasoline-powered engines uh, to to electric-powered engines, and then there are some new entrants. Amazon has made a major entrance uh, into the EV market. So I would say, Lucy, that's that's saying to the world, "Hey, uh, we're going forward, and we're going to make this stronger." And then we have the gaming industry. If you get a game this Christmas. Uh, the, the, that is a entrance into the metaverse and you need to be aware of it. And then the biggest reason why I think the market will basically stay up is the game that we're playing. And you need to understand that there are a number of people who are getting notices on their desk today, tomorrow, and the rest of this week, make your numbers or lose your job let's talk a little about that. Make your numbers or lose your job. What does that mean? Well, Wall Street works on a quarterly basis and then an annual basis. And the only number that anybody will rec- remember from th- uh, January 1st on is how, what kind of return did your clients make on your investment recommendations for 2021 not for the last for any quarter or or the years before what did you do in 2021 and that number will be decided in on the last day of trading of this year so there are people being told right now make your numbers or lose your job these if you're in a hedge fund i know that probably most of you aren't the way they get paid is 2% plus 20%. And that is they get a fee, a fixed fee of 2% of whatever you have invested with them. And then they make 20% of whatever growth that you make uh, on that investment, that sum of money. Do they get, take 20% of the losses? No. No, they don't. They make 20% of the gains. So if they end the year and it's not a good year, and many of them right now don't have a good year coming uh, down the pipeline, they don't make any money. And the guy who's making the trades loses his job. So you've got to know that there is tremendous motivation right now through the end of this year to make your numbers, to get that return on investment, that ROI, as high as you can between now and the end of the year. So my humble opinion is the market is going to go up over the next month. But from that point on, you watch interest rates. If interest rates go up, we've got a a record crash coming. There are some people who are estimating that if interest rates go up, if inflation continues to go up, and the zombie companies find themselves in a position where their debt service is getting out of hand and they can't keep up with it, and the investment community is not throwing any more money at them, we're gonna see a huge crash. Now, is that the end of the world? Is that the end of my world? No, no, it is not. Will I try to be in as strong a cash position as I can? as we enter the first of this year? Yes, I will. I will be selling some stocks in the next couple of weeks where I have some losses and I can capture some capital losses and then possibly buy back into them sometime after the the first of February. But I believe that we have the conditions set that if interest rates go up, And if we go back to that chart I showed you, uh, that the Nasdaq is way out of line with the liquidity that it's going to need to support that type of valuations, we're going to see a crash. Some say 80%. I don't know exactly what parts of the market will go down 80%, but that wouldn't surprise me. Do I believe then at some time in the future we will suppress the valuations that we are now? Yes, I do. Because again, I go back to the fact that our world is changing faster than it ever has before and that the metaverse is going to make the internet as we know it today, obsolete. That is going to make some companies extreme high returns, and that's going to be reflected in their stock prices. I believe that the biotech industry is going to change our medical industry from a medical care to a medical cure industry, and that is going to change the valuations of a a myriad of companies. And I believe that we have to bring the manufacturing back to the United States If the United States has any hope of remaining the status of the leader in the economic world, and that is going to make some companies much more valuable than they are today. But to answer Lucy's question, my prediction is between now and January 1st, the market will go up because- there are people who want to keep their jobs. Then they'll deal with the next year's situation as next year's situation comes. And some of them are saying an 80% crash, a 50% crash, one that will make prior crashes look like like a, a, a bump in the road. I don't know. But I'll keep sharing my thoughts with you, and I'll keep sharing my thoughts with my tribe. Talk to you again tomorrow.